millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. Women's Football Weekly, with Faker Others and leading guests from the world of women's football. Cuts back onto her right foot Um, and fights the net! On TalkSport 2. Welcome to Women's Football Weekly. There were two huge games at the top of the WSL table over the weekend and a big one at the bottom as well. At the summit, though, Chelsea held on to beat Manchester City and go within two points of Arsenal. Carter's high, looping cross, Wrighton with the header and Wrighton's header goes in and Chelsea make the breakthrough. Arsenal left it late but rescued a point against Manchester United. Got Miedemar in a good position twice. Here she is. Once she sliced it, the other time she drilled it off the bar. This time she's played a brilliant pass. Black Stenius for 1-1. She's done it. And another WSL manager is sent packing with Everton left searching for a third manager this season after Jean-Luc Vasseur is sacked after just 10 games in charge. We are frustrated, we are disappointed, but we need to restart, 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 because at this moment we need to be resilient. We'll also be talking Continental Cup and hearing from Arsenal's Lotta Wuben Moy, as well as talking about a potential expansion of the FAWSL and Championship and player coach relationships. This is Women's Football Weekly, National Radio's only dedicated women's football show. Women's Football Weekly with Faker Others. Hi, I'm Jordan Nobbs, and you're listening to Women's Football Weekly on Talksport 2. Hello there, you lovely lot. Happy Monday to you. Now listen. We have an Olympic gold medalist in the studio today. I feel very honoured. Shalina Zadorsky, even. Zadinsky, where did that come from? <laughs> Zadorsky, Tottenham Hotspur captain, of course, Olympic gold medalist. How are you doing? Did you bring it in? I did not. I did not. I'm sorry. <laughs> but thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on. Your debut on Women's Football Weekly as well. It's... Always helps if I get your name right as we start off. Don't um, worry, it's but... a little complicated. Yeah, we've had one of those days, haven't we? But you've been shown around the building. Uh, It's your first time on the show. Uh, We're looking forward. You obviously scored your first goal of the season yesterday as well, coming in off a fantastic performance from Tottenham yesterday. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I'm just riding that bit of a high after a great result from the team. And I think to come back home, get a clean sheet and get, you know, four goal scorers and or three goal goal scorers and a, a four nil result was was huge for us. It absolutely was. Now here on Talk Sport two, we had live commentary of the big game at the top of the table, if you uh it depends on who you support, of course. Chelsea versus Manchester City. Before we got stuck into that, let's hear how it sounded at Kingsbedo. 
It will be Manchester City with the wind really swirling again here in southwest London to get us underway, playing from left to right towards the terraced end of the ground. Looking up into the bright sunshine, Cuthbert right-footed high, it's swinging delivery, and it's cleared off the line. Comes to Bright at the far post, and Bright has lofted it over the top, and somehow Manchester City survived. Carter's high, looping cross, Wrighton with the header, and Wrighton's header goes in, and Chelsea make the breakthrough. It's Goro Wrighton, and the champions in front here against Manchester City. It had been I think Jess Carter knows the England manager's watching because she. I think this is one of the, the performances of the season I've seen from, from, from her. She's been absolutely outstanding. Greenwood whips it in towards Shaw, falls to the far post and Park, who goes for it left-footed. Terrific save by Berger. What a stop from the Chelsea goalkeeper. Chelsea have it back in a lovely turn and threw it from Harder, who threads it down the left-hand channel towards Kerr. Goalkeeper's committed. Kerr has put it past her and it's wide of the near post. And Manchester City survive. High ball by Stokes. Goalkeeper's got to watch this. And it's bounced over Berger and onto the roof of the net. My goodness me. The final whistle blows. And Chelsea are turning up the heat on Arsenal at the top of the Women's Super League. A vital victory. A victory, perhaps, that is the mark of champions. Emma Hayes' side here have beaten Manchester City by a goal to nil. Fantastic commentary there from TalkSport's Joe Shannon alongside former England defender Claire Rafferty, of course. You can always listen to WSL commentary and Conti Cup commentary here on TalkSport 2. But Chelsea won Manchester City nil. Uh, Chelsea manager Emma Hayes, uh, Shalina, said uh, the victory was a champion-like performance. Do you think there are a little bit of um, mind games going on there? Oh, I, you know what? Credit to Emma Hayes. I think she's she's a good character and, you know, likes to stir the pot. And, you know, I think she's she's built such a strong squad. And for them to come out who, you know, playing against City, who are absolutely on fire right now, I think to get that result was, was massive for them. Yeah, City have been fantastic. So Gareth Taylor's going to be incredibly disappointed, I would say, for that because they were trying to, to, to push the top two. But it's making for a really fascinating title race now. Hundred percent. I think you look you look at the table and it, it's close in in many spots. So I think you know it's credit to the league. It's it's an absolutely exciting season, and there's so many teams fighting for those top spots. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about the potential expansion of the league because it is getting so competitive. It's so exciting uh, to watch now. Um, and you know they could have got a point, Manchester City as well. Lauren Hemp denied in the closing minutes by uh, Millie Bright blocking the ball, and then of course massive game on Friday between Chelsea and Arsenal which is fantastic oh for sure I mean these games are I hope all our supporters are watching and, and fans of the league because this is a you know it's a tight race and you know come on you Spurs I'll throw that in there yeah. <laughs> well, uh, to be fair here on Women's Football Weekly we, we were talking about Spurs as potential Champions League uh, place finishers and, and that's still on the cards a hundred percent. And I, I think what we've been good at this season is taking it game by game because, you know, you don't want to get ahead of yourself mm. because every game is important and every game poses its challenge, whether you're playing Chelsea or Birmingham like we are coming up. I think, you know, in this league, what's so exciting is that every game is a challenge. Yeah, it really is. And also the Manchester derby, uh, City against Manchester United uh, next week as well. Let's hear from the managers, though, on this clash. Uh, first up, a very windswept Emma Hayes. She told TalkSports Joe Shannon the victory is just another three points for her team. I think it just feels like another three points at the minute. And I thought it was a... Um...
um, controlled performance for us. I think it was tired performance from both teams of a lot of games, but I thought we did what we had to in the first half. Second half, we defended really, really well, got blocks in the right moments, uh, and I thought we, we did... We did enough without the ball today to come away with three points. Yeah, they did. I mean, in horrible conditions as well, as you can hear. Let's hear from Gareth Taylor, shall we? Manchester City boss. He told TalkSport his side did lack that cutting edge. We had some good moments where we didn't quite make the best of, of uh, those situations. We had a lot of other attempts at goal, which were cleared off the line, saved by the keeper, etc. Um, I think it's a bit of both, really. Our, our probably composure, maybe a little bit more, but also... You have to give credit to Chelsea. That's what they do. They seem prepared to be able to like soak up the pressure in the second half. Interesting thoughts from both Gareth Taylor and Emma Hayes there. And I mean, it sets it up perfectly, doesn't it? Because Chelsea have a game in hand over Arsenal, close the gap to within uh, two points. We'll go through Arsenal's one-all draw with Manchester United very shortly. Sets it up absolutely perfectly. We're over the halfway mark now, Shalina. Who do you think the title's going to? Putting you on the spot. Oi, what a question. First time in and she's putting me on the spot. Um, at this stage, I would say Chelsea. Um, just because of, I think their consistency has been fantastic. I think Arsenal have an incredible side. Even, you know, you look at United who are who are coming up the table and always looking at Spurs as well. But I think um, Chelsea have proven how to, maintain leads how to you know defend well when they need to and and it was a prime example bodies on the line blocking great saves and I think you know they're they're quite the full package yeah with games postponed as well it's hard to chase when you don't have the points on the board it, that's a harder position to to be in but you know Emma, Emma Hayes's side are, are well used to that kind of thing Arsenal will be really disappointed though uh, with their one-all draw with Manchester United they left it late as well they nearly dropped all three points uh, but rescued it through Stina Blackstenius brilliant Miedemar assist and these two working together uh, we we talked on Women's Football Weekly about Blackstenius potentially being a replacement for Miedemar if she was to to leave Arsenal but oh it's tantalizing watching both of them absolutely I think you know I've played against Mima several times obviously um, when I play with Canada and she's just uh, an incredible attacker and I think it's interesting to see her pick up the ball in those deeper areas because her vision for the game I mean that assist was the best of the weekend I would say and just her ability to find the right pockets, pick up the ball, and, and now, look, set up other new players. I think, yeah, she's an incredible player. Yeah, she really is. You've got your eye on Manchester United as well as Tottenham captain, just a point behind them, played the same amount of games. What did you make of them? Obviously, Alessia Russo heading them into the lead, 10 minutes, that's a long time. You know, you need a second goal, really, to try and cement and get the the, the three points. But Ella Toon missed a big chance as well, uh, one-on-one with Zinsberger, which is uh, disappointing. Um, what did you make of their performance? Yeah, I'm... I've worked with Mark Skinner um, back in Orlando, and I think he's he's a great leader. And I think you can see what he's done at the club so far. I think they've had some impressive results, and they've defended well. And I think they look like an organized team out there. They had great opportunities to score, and like you talked about, the tune breakaway was a was a massive one. But I think, uh, yeah, it seems like they have some good vibes at camp right now, and I'm sure they'll continue that. Yeah, producer Flo w- was up there for, for, for the game. W- what did you make of it, Flo? Yeah, I agree with 
um, Shalina, I think the the atmosphere in the United camp at the moment is very sort of joined up. There, there, there's a real belief there. Uh, there's a real togetherness. And I think that's something that I think other teams are perhaps lacking a little bit at the moment. Um, and I think it's going to take them to a good place. I think actually when you look at the table, they've got the best momentum mm. uh, when it when it when it looks at sort of Champions League qualification. They look like they're on a good run and, and City's defeat at the weekend's probably sort of boosted things a little bit with the Manchester derby on the horizon. Yeah, that's going to be absolutely fascinating. That's next week. We've got live commentary on Talk Sport 2 with Joe Shannon and former England defender Claire Rafferty as well. Kickoffs at 12.30. Uh, fascinating that match is going to be. Let's hear from Mark Skinner, uh, shall we? The Manchester United head coach. He was proud of his side's performance despite coming not coming away with all three points. I think we, we'll be disappointed in the goal we've conceded, but what a wonderful performance. And I want to flip it to that side because, yeah, we talk about the result and that's what we're here to get. But actually, my team have come off a three-game week. We've played Chelsea away midweek, and then we've played Arsenal away and, and, and come away with a draw. We're disappointed because of the nature of the goal, but, but not in the performance. And what, we, what we're showing is the growth of our team in tight games to be able to adapt and play a little bit differently. Um, so, yeah, look, we'll reflect and we'll want to have t- taken three points, but I commend the players for the energy and commitment to each other. Yeah, which is exactly what you said, Shalina, wasn't it? Windy everywhere this weekend. What was it like playing in those conditions? Oh, it was honestly, you had to laugh at sometimes. <laughs> we have Becky Spencer trying to take a goal kick and the ball's flying away. So, you know, that's <laughs> football in England, but I love it. Yeah, amazing, amazing. As I said, Manchester Derby uh, next Sunday, live commentary on TalkSport 2, kickoff at 12.30. Right, you're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. I'm Faker Others. Tottenham captain Shalina Zadorski is with me as well. Coming up, we're going to chat through the rest of the WSL and of course that win for Tottenham at the weekend This is Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the only show on national radio dedicated to women's football I'm Faker Others, Tottenham captain Shalina Zadorski is with me as well an Olympic gold medalist no less we do not do things by halves here on Women's Football Weekly, we always have royalty in the studio I'm not counting myself in that, obviously. <laughs> uh, don't forget, if you miss any of our shows or you want to listen again, our podcast is available on the TalkSport app, so you can just go ahead and download it today. Right, other fixtures to go through. Big one down at the basement. Birmingham City 1, Leicester City 2. A massive result in the end. That leaves Birmingham City adrift by five points at the bottom of the table. Can you see them being able to turn that around, Shalina? You know, I think it's exciting because they have brought in a new manager and I've heard great things um, so far. I think, you know, it's a challenge when you're trying to c- climb out of of that bottom space. But like any, you know, any game, things can happen. And I think there is still time to get um, results, but not this weekend against us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, well, I was going to tee that up nicely for you. It's going to be really tough for them. In, in fairness, they were handed a bit of a, a bad deal, really, because Emily Ramsey was sent off for bringing down Jess Sigsworth. Seems a little bit harsh as well, not a lot of contact. And Tony Elliott, Birmingham City assistant head coach, said that that call cost them. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen calls throughout the season. Um, you know, I'm not a ref. I don't claim to know every single part of the rule book, but we've seen we've seen tough calls that have absolutely impacted the game and I think that one was a harsh one. Um, you know, it'll be a great it'll be a great game this weekend. You know, all jokes aside, I take no game lightly. I think mm. it, there's a challenge in, in in any game. And last time we faced them at home, it was it was a mere. I think it was one one nil. So it'll be a, it'll be a great game this weekend. And we saw what they did 
against Arsenal. You know, they could, they've yeah. got a result in them if they exactly. if they want it. Uh, Birmingham for for sure. Um, for Leicester City, though, a little bit of breathing room, which is really good for them because they looked both of them look to be caught adrift you'd, you'd like to think that Everton with two games in hand over them both and a you know now two points above Leicester have perhaps got a bit more breathing room there themselves yeah I think I think they do but it was you know exciting to see Leicester City create you know some more goal scoring opportunities mm. and uh you know it was unfortunate one off the post and um, and whatnot, but I think it, they had some exciting chances, and, and that's positive for them moving forward. Yeah, it certainly is. Everton, though, you know, pleased with that result, I'm sure, because they lost two one uh, to Reading, and a change in the dugout as well, because Chris Robertson, Claire Ditchburn took charge after Jean-Luc Vasseur was dismissed. Can you go through this many managers? You know, I feel for the players and, of, of course, for the club at, at large. But I think it's, it is a difficult, you know, season to be uh, chopping and changing so much. And you, you want a strong leader and mm. you, you want that consistency. So um, hopefully they can get to that point. Yeah, it was, it was a funny old game, this one as well. Everton taking the lead after uh, five minutes could and maybe should have been two up as well early in that after um, a penalty was was given away but that was saved Izzy Christensen's penalty by Grace Maloney fantastic save there Tash Dowie then scored the equaliser and then Tia Prima who only scored her first senior goal last week uh, netted her first WSL goal uh, fantastic giving them uh, a late win and she's doing such a good job Kelly Chambers a hundred percent, and and Reading's one of those teams where it's always going to be a battle. But I think they've they've found ways to win, and I've I've actually been you know quite impressed with um, how she's managed them, and you know they've gotten some great results. So um, another one to them. Yeah, they really have, and, and you're battling at the minute, both of you, to try and get into those Champions League spots. Reading uh, with a game in hand over you on 22 points, just two points uh, behind you. It's going to be fascinating to see how that plays out because, of course, you were 4-0 winners over Brighton and Hove Albion. And I said to you when you came into the studio, I don't want to take anything away from your victory, particularly because it was your first goal of the season, which is fantastic. Big round of applause uh, for that. But... Brighton, we talk about it every week on Women's Football Weekly. They'd had such a fantastic start and something's just gone wrong there. Yeah, well, thank you for the kind words first and foremost. But uh, I think, yeah, it's a tough one because they have incredible defensive qualities. You know, their captain's been a mainstay and with so much experience. And I think they are a team that can be hard to break down. I just think they've had... um, you know, a challenge being consistent and it is shown in their results. Um, they'll, you know, come up with a big result, but then, you know, City will score six past them. And I think um, we were able to exploit some of those weaknesses and, and really take it to them. And I think it helped that we brought a lot of energy mm. the whole game. And I, I think they, they couldn't cope with our press at times. So, you know, challenging times for them because I think they're a great team. It just it's finding that consistency. Is it good to get that monkey off your back in terms of, A, getting on the score sheet yourself? But Spurs haven't been prolific goal scorers this season. I think you hadn't scored any more than two up until uh, the weekend. So something's starting to click. It's a huge confidence boost uh, in camp for us because, you know, we always feel that we can get there. And, you know, I see players in training scoring worldies left, right and centre. So it's nice to translate that onto the pitch in game because it just builds confidence in and amongst us. And, 
you know, getting two defenders scoring, you know, it takes a bit of pressure off of the forwards uh, who are always, uh, you know, harping on to get more goals. So I think it's it's just a credit to the team. I think there's so many players who brought um, another level. So it's great to see that. I saw Rianne Skinner give a nod to Ashley Neville after her grandfather had passed away. I mean, that takes, I remember when, my, when I lost my granddad and I, I was in bits, to be able to take to the pitch and do that, just so much credit to her for that. A hundred percent. And Ash is a... Yeah, she's a top professional and she has been on and off the field. You know, we kind of joke she's she's like our mom out there. She just she's such a caring person and you know, it translates on the field as well. She's she's always communicating, looking out for other people and yeah, I was really proud for her to kind of get that goal and, and dedicate that because, you know, a lot of strength it took for her to do that and really proud of her. Yeah, it really did. It does leave an unwanted record for Brighton. Six games without a win in the FAWSL. Hope Pal uh, is not going to be happy with that at all. Uh, West Ham went to Aston Villa and won 2-1, took the lead in the 12th minute. Abby Lee Stringer poking home after a bit of a goal mouse scramble at a corner. Uh, Villa levelled. Alicia Lehman on the score sheet with a penalty. Uh, Svitkova, though, got the winner eventually. Um, Interesting West Ham. They're just kind of steady as you go, aren't they, this season? Yeah, you know, it was it's been a challenge when we've played them. Obviously, we lost the first time around and then um tied the second. I think they have that bite to them and I think a few key players have stepped up big for them and and converted chances. So, you know, they're still in it and I think they showed with that result again. Um even even with chances against them, they were able to find a way to win, which is a big part of this league. Yeah, you've got Birmingham we discussed already at the weekend the table is starting to to separate a little bit has there been any talk in the Tottenham dressing room about a potential Champions League spot we've really looked at that as you know an incredible opportunity but we haven't put all of our focus into that I think when you get too far ahead of yourselves, you you kind of lose that present moment and every game is going to be a challenge. So we need to have all our focus on that game. Um, and so we've really taken it game by game. And I think that's been credit to our staff who've said there's no need to get ahead of ourselves. You know, we're doing well. We're on the right track. And if it happens, absolutely amazing. But our goal is to get a result out of each and every game. So I think that's kept us level and and not freaking out or, or looking too far ahead about um, results in that way. Do you feel as if you've been the surprise of the season, though? Yeah, I think, you know, we kind of, we don't even mind the underdog uh, mentality and, and going into games um, in that way. I think, you know, it's pressure on the other team. And when you're the underdog, you kind of you play a bit more free. So I think um, we've done that at times and... You know, we're happy to surprise people. And um, I think it's because, yeah, yeah, Rianne will say we're not too surprised ourselves, but we got to keep that momentum going. Is is Rianne Skinner the, the, the difference, obviously the experience that, that she has from, from working uh, for the FA in, in the England setup and, and various other roles that she's had? Has she really brought something a bit different to Tottenham? Yeah, I, I absolutely love working with Rianne. You know, we have a great relationship and, and she builds those relationships with all the players. And I think one of the main things she's done is is built this culture um, where we have non-negotiables, where we have a culture of, of what we want work to be every day. And I think, you know, we have that family feel about us, but we also have incredible um, competitiveness and it comes out in training it comes out in games and you know we have the family vibe but we also want to win and I think she's she's created that culture and it's really 
um, in and amongst us all. Yeah, that's absolutely crucial, isn't it? I'm, I'm loving seeing the transition because obviously we'd, we'd had to talk previously in negative terms about Tottenham in the past. I'm delighted to see that the club are really putting their efforts into women's football and, and is starting to reap some dividends as well. Uh, right, we've got a really exciting uh, weekend of Women's Super League action coming ahead. Let's look ahead to it now with now. Women's Football Weekly Preview on TalkSport 2 with a Now Sports membership. Stream weekly weekend matches from the Women's Super League live without a contract from just $9.99. Search Now Sports 18 plus, stream via internet, terms apply. OK, so Friday, Chelsea against Arsenal, a 7.45 kickoff. We've got live commentary also on TalkSport 2 with Hugh Woosencroft presenting and commentary from Joe Shannon and Leanne Sanderson. But of course, it's a television pick as well on Sky. Um, how much are you looking forward to this one? Oh, it's so exciting. I mean, I am a bit of a football nerd and, you know, I absolutely love watching the Prem, our league and whatever I can. So I think yeah, this is going to be an absolutely incredible match. Nail your colours to the mast. Oh, who do I think is going to win? Mm-hmm. It's a very English phrase, that, I, isn't it, You know, actually? I heard it and I was like, surely. <laughs> <laughs> it must be related to the game. Um, uh, I'm going Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. Okay. Arsenal fans, what do you think of that? <laughs> uh, that was a look at uh, this weekend's Women's Super League action with Now. Don't forget, with the Now Sports membership, you can stream the Women's Super League, including Chelsea versus Arsenal, live this Friday on Sky Sports without a contract. You just need to go and search Now Sports. Women's Football Weekly Preview on TalkSport 2 with a Now Sports membership. Stream weekly weekend matches from the Women's Super League live without a contract from just $9.99. Search Now Sports 18 plus, stream via internet, terms apply. This is Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2 with Faker Others and Shalina Zadorsky. Uh, Tottenham captain, of course, an Olympic gold medalist. Coming up, we're going to talk about the WSL expansion talk that's been going on around this week and for months and years beforehand. Uh, and also the growing concern of coach and player relationships in women's football. Stay with us. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah. 
You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on Talk Sport 2 with me, Faker Rothers, and Olympic gold medalist Shalina Zadorsky with me in the studio. Uh, now then, this is uh, something that has been talked about here on Women's Football Weekly on a number of occasions, but there seems to be a lot more momentum gathering. And this is in relation to expanding the FAWSL and the Women's Championship as well. Uh, Tom Gary, friend of the show, uh, writing in The Telegraph today, says, you know, the case for expanding both these leagues can no longer be ignored. Um, At the moment, we obviously have uh, leagues with 12 teams in it and the conversation has been that it gets expanded to, to 14. Perhaps with three clubs promoted from the championship into the WSL with one uh, relegated. Of course, now it's one up, one down. Um, when you think of the growth of a number of teams in in the third tier in, in particular, there feels as if there's more room for, for women's clubs to, to have a reason to be part-time or, or, or profession, semi-professional or professional. I'm just wondering from a player's point of view, obviously, you know, Tottenham were promoted into the WSL a couple of seasons ago. How, how do you as players talk, talk about this? Yeah, so I haven't had a, a huge amount of conversation with my teammates up to this point. But when I look at it, you know, I've played in leagues like the NWSL where expansion is, is always talked about and it, it's heavily relied on to keep growing the league. And I think, you know, I'm over here playing in such an incredible league and I want to see that growth. And I think it's, um, you know, just have been playing Liverpool. I think it was a great match and I think they showed some some great qualities to them and it'll be exciting for them. But I think I think. people are on the right track and saying we need more and we need more investment and we need more teams and and more games to be played per season I think it'll only help the the women's game and and showcase it better and and have more of a complete season and this is the thing it's not just people kind of mentioning it anecdotally anymore there's some there's some real meat behind it Emma Hayes and Gareth Taylor both coming out this weekend um Tom Gary said he's spoken to a general manager of a WSL club who says we all want them to expand it all of us and it is good for for the women's game you can't have a professional league with just 22 league matches uh, per season that's not even half the number of league fixtures for each EFL men's side which doesn't make any sense and there's lots of different parts to this as well it's a when do you introduce it and obviously in terms of planning for next season that's already very far down the line so potentially might not be for for next season it would be more for 2023 when there's no international fixtures in the summer but from my point of view I sit there thinking there is a a home Euros here this year why not capitalise on that momentum and increase the number of teams going forward while we're doing such amazing things and making such big strides. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said about um, England hosting the Euros. I think that'll bring amazing viewership and, and just eyes on English football and you know European football, which in turn will help people be curious about the WSL. You know, people maybe who aren't current fans will will gravitate towards it. So. I think I, I like this talk about expansion. I think it's exciting for women's football. And, you know, we need the investment. We need, you know, more women able to play it professionally. And I think I, it would be great for, you know, even the third tier to be able to ha- move up um, and things like that. So I think it's it's the right conversation. And it's will it get over the line? It's hard to say. 
because when's the right time to, to mm-hmm. introduce it, like you were saying. Um, but I think you're absolutely right in capitalizing on the viewership and the excitement around women's football, especially for the Euros. Yeah, the FA's reluctance in the past has tended to, to be because they think it would dilute the quality. But you look at the tables at the moment, there's more teams than ever fighting to get into what is now three Champions League spots for, for English teams. It's so competitive. Then you look at the championship. Liverpool are absolutely running away with the championship at, at the moment. Nine points clear of Charlton. But you've got teams like Charlton who are having a resurgence under under Karen Hills. Obviously have a fantastic pedigree in the past in, in women's football. Durham women always up there at the top of the championship. An opportunity for these sides to be able to play in the WSL I think is crucial. I, I completely agree. And um, you know, like I said, I've, we just played Liverpool, but I've also seen these teams get good results. And I think, you know, I've worked with Karen and, and she's she was an awesome coach. And I think she she's doing great things at Charlton. So there's clubs that are investing and want to keep growing. And I think they'll only get better and, and, you know, help expand our league, which would be really exciting. Um, and like I said, when I played in the NWSL, we were excited to welcome new teams because mm. it's it's helping the growth of women's football. It's it's another opportunity to be in the top league. And I think that's, you know, it, it's a really exciting thing for the WSL. I'm really interested in the World Players Union FIFA Pro's point of view on it because they've raised concerns about underloading of professional players. And they believe it's one of the most pressing uh, issues in the sport today and I'm wondering from a player's perspective how how you view that is 22 league games enough you know it's one thing if you are one of the Champions League's te- Champions League teams and you're playing more games than mm-hmm. the others um but I I personally think like I look at my male counterparts and I'm thinking wow how many games they're playing in a professional season and you know for me I go away with the national team and I get more games in, in that sense so those international breaks are busy which you know helps bring up the amount of games I'm playing per year but I think there can be more I think for the development of the game for the development of players we need that full schedule and I'm I'm you know excited and, and hopeful that we'll we will expand and, and have more games because it's really strange when you have a three week game and then not a game for, yeah. for quite some time and you know those breaks are a bit strange with training and you know we're throwing in games um just practice games which is is really interesting when you think about that throughout a, a season mm. so it'd be great to have more consistency it's obviously skewed a little bit with the pandemic and what's been going on there there hasn't been any any real consistency for obvious reasons and then games being postponed left right and center which doesn't help any kind of momentum but these bursts of heavy workload and this kind of schedule it, imbalance and then long off season breaks as well just are, are very difficult and it's it's so strange because in the men's game we talk about overloading and there's too much stuff there's got to be a balance somewhere oh yeah I'm Hundred percent. You know, I at Christmas I'm I'm having a, a bit of a break, and I'm looking at the men who are you know playing every day. So I think there is um, a balance, but I'm glad that it's being spoken about because we need more games, and and I do agree that to become you know even better at what we do, I think it, it involves having a longer season in terms of the amount of games. Um, so it'd be exciting to see. Yeah, those third tier teams you, you mentioned as well, Wolves, Southampton, Ipswich, Derby, Burnley, you know, just really putting momentum into their uh, and money into their women's teams. And it's 
you know, only ever going to improve women's football, you would think. So it's certainly something here on women's football. We've talked about regularly and we will keep an eye uh, open on. Uh, another big topic uh, this week is something, again, that, that we've spoken about here on, on Women's Football Weekly. And it's, it's an uncomfortable chat sometimes. And it's regarding player and uh, coach relationships within the game. Everybody talks about, you know, anecdotally relationships that go on behind the game. What's your experience of it being? So for me personally, um, I haven't actually been involved with, um, you know, being front hand to see that between a player or a, a teammate and a coach. So I personally don't have that direct um, experience in, you know, seeing that kind of power dynamic and, and the interesting dynamic that can occur in that sense. Um, but I can imagine how you know how many problems can crop up from that I think I I look at myself as a top professional and I want to have that line of of professionalism with my leader and and be able to of course be friendly and and know each other but at the same time I'm coming to work and I think it, it can really blur lines of of coming to work and and those personal values that you know um are, are sacred and I think it's, it's a hard place to mix that. Yeah, I think you've you've hit the nail on the head in terms of professional. It's a professional environment now and so these things cannot continue and it's interesting hearing people's thoughts on it. Ex-England boss Hope Power categorically does not agree with, with player-coach relationships and there's the, the power dynamic as you mentioned, there's so much more at play there as well, which is very uncomfortable. And actually, Birmingham women's manager Darren Carter's called um, for there to be some guidelines. And I think that's really crucial because obviously every club has you know, their own uh, set of guidelines, if you want, but they have to be implemented so these things aren't, aren't condoned in, in the slightest. The Football Association say relationships are not advised. I think there has to be something a bit stronger than that. What would you recommend I, I would have to agree I think it I don't think it's a bad idea to implement um, guidelines and I think it, it's smart to to do that from the beginning because when I even look at Canada soccer we go through um, different programs with um, clean sport we look at that we go through programs where it talks about um, respect and and how to you know that relationship with your coach and if things are uncomfortable where you can go to to report incidences and things like that so I think it needs to be spoken about and that's one of those things where when things are uncomfortable people can shy away from but it's something that needs to be spoken about there needs to be guidelines there needs to be direction um, from the overarching leadership group to say this and this is this is allowed this is not and I think that would really set the right guidelines um, because I can only imagine you know my teammate and my coach having a relationship and, and how that would influence mm. so much of the environment, I think, yeah, it, it shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, it's a huge abuse of power, potentially. It causes all sorts of problems in, in the dressing room. I mean, the director of women's football, Sue Campbell, mentioned it, you know, four years ago and said it was a concern. You know, when you've got something that is a concern, you need to start to, you know, by this time, four years on, something needs to be in place, I, I always feel as if sometimes women's football can be a little bit reactionary rather than proactive with, with a lot of things. And, you know, Emma Hayes herself has said it's healthy to have these conversations about safeguarding. And that is that is vital that we're that we're talking about it. But now the powers that be need to start putting something actually down on paper.
Agreed. And I think, it, you know, on shows like this, it's it's great to speak about it because even if it's uncomfortable for people to hear, I think it's important to hear. And I think that's, you know, what kickstarts the momentum to, to making a change. But like you just said, there needs to be some sort of change in place. And, you know, maybe it won't be perfect at first, but it, it's really trying to impact it so that the environments are as safe as can be for us professionals. Yeah, absolutely. Very well said. Uh, you're listening to Women's Football Weekly on Talk Sport 2. I'm Faker Rothers. You were just hearing the thoughts there of Shalina Zadorsky, Tottenham captain and Olympic gold medalist. Next, we're going to chat League Cup and hear from Arsenal's Lotta Wuben Moy. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on Talk Sport 2, the UK's only national radio show dedicated to women's football. Faker Rothers here with you alongside Shalina Zadorsky, of course, at Talk Sports. Um, I was about to call you Talk Sports captain, but you're Tottenham's captain. This is what happens when you have a four-month-old baby and are sleep-deprived and have no, come back to work to on the radio and try and string sentences and words together. Uh, right, let's go through the championship results, shall we? Liverpool 3, Coventry United nil. I spoke earlier on about Liverpool's uh, trouncing of the championship currently. Uh, nine points clear of Charlton Athletic. Don't worry about the mic. It's fine. Uh, Sunderland 2, Sheffield United 2, London City uh, beaten by Durham 2-1. Charlton 3-0 winners over Watford. Uh, Bristol City 4-0 winners over Crystal Palace. Um, but Blackburn and Lewis uh, was postponed. Uh, last week, TalkSport 2 had live commentaries of both Continental Cup semi-finals, which were absolutely fantastic. Not for you, though, Shalina, I'm afraid. No, that's okay. I'll take it on the chin. Uh, no, I think, you know, we, we traveled to City and we played, uh, you know, a team in good form right now yeah. with players back, players healthy. And it was, you know, it was unfortunate because I thought at times we played some good football. Um, we had that big chance with Jess Naz and that really could have set the tone differently for the rest of the game. Um, but I think... You know, we knew they were going to get crosses. We knew their their wing play is is incredible, and I think we could have kept them wide at some times just to make the game more predictable. They beat us on the inside at at times, and and kind of find that sp- space in the channel, which is it really hurt us. So I think you know we look back on the goals and their goals that we can fix, mm. which is always positive. Um, but it's it's one of those things where you want to be able to consistently find results against the top teams, and I, I think we're you know, still in our journey to doing that. Yeah, definitely. And this experience will be fantastic for you. Gutted to get so close to to a final, for sure. Chelsea 3-1 winners over Manchester United, which means this. I couldn't believe this when I saw it. It's the first time Chelsea and Manchester City have met in a cup final. How is doesn't that possible? Doesn't seem right, does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> is that, really? <laughs> now I know you tipped Chelsea to uh, to to beat Arsenal on on Friday. What are you What are you thinking in terms of the the League Cup final? Are Chelsea going to have the edge over City? I think. Oh, it's a tough one. I think City's fire will be burning after this this recent result, and I think they'll take that forward. And I think they've played some incredible football at times, and just their combination play. You know. 
the versatility of of what their fullbacks can do when they you know you got bronze who can cut inside and and find pockets that other fullbacks don't seem to do so I think you know I think I'm going with City for this one okay interesting interesting Chelsea fans what do you think of that Uh, we're going to be bringing you live commentary of the final from Plough Lane on Talk Sport 2 on the 5th of March we're fast becoming the home of women's football talk sport I'm very proud very proud Uh, right now last week Talk Sports Bradley Hayden sat down with Arsenal and England defender Lotta Wuben Moy to find out about her season so far and what it means to play for her childhood club. Uh, you can't really put it into words, um, I think, Bradley. My auntie is from Islington. I'm from East London. Um, so sort of the London heritage, it, it runs deep. Growing up around Arsenal fans and therefore when you do step out on the weekend in an Arsenal shirt, it makes it all the more special. But I'm also um, a footballer. That's my job. And uh, you have to delineate between your your passion as a fan and your your uh, motivation and work rate as a as an employee. Um, and that that's sort of the balance I'm trying to trying to um, tread that fine line. Um, but I love playing for Arsenal, and um, I'm enjoying this season so far. How big has it been having having someone like Ian's right support of the team as well, and someone who's a real champion of of the women's game as well? Oh, Ian's a, a wonderful ambassador. Um, I think his his support is unrivaled. Um, to me, I don't understand why um, more male players don't don't look at the game in that way. Football is football; it has no gender, um, and the way we play um, at Arsenal um, is consistent with the way the men play. Um, so, to me, it's just Arsenal and. We love when um, male fans come down to, to Boreham Wood. We love when all fans come down to Boreham Wood because um, we're putting on a show and we're putting on uh, performances that we hope will, will make fans proud of us. And that's sort of how we how we live and how we look at, look at the fans as a whole because we, we, we love their support. And, and where would you like to see women's football maybe in, in five or ten years' time? What sort of things would you like to see further implemented? We've got a long way to go, don't get me wrong. Um, and I think one of, the, one of the biggest things for me is seeing more opportunities for um, kids within the city. I think there are centre of excellences dotted around the country, but they don't serve the, the whole population as a whole. And for female footballers looking to progress their game, they need to be able to know that there are possibilities and opportunities for them around the corner rather than two hours away in the car. Um, because not everyone can jump in the car, can they? Not everyone can devote their afternoons to taking their children to, to, the, to training or to a game. Um, so I think it's important that we remove the barriers to, to um, playing football and sort of progress in the game for young players further who are looking to, to become players of academies and, and push on for England who are, who are talented. Really interesting thoughts there from Lotten Wuben Moy, England and Arsenal defender, 23 years old, but she kind of defies her age a little bit, doesn't she? She's got a very old head on her shoulders, Shalina, and she makes a very good point because it's it's crucial that these academies are there for everybody to be able to access. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, she's wise beyond her years talking about the accessibility of football and and really thinking about how much it takes for families to help support their kids in in following these dreams and how can we make it easier for um any income family any you know socioeconomic background any you know race anything when we talk about football we want it to be everyone's game 
Can't let you go without talking about the Arnold Clark Cup. I know you've been called up to the Canada squad as if that was in doubt, but congratulations anyway. I mean, it must always be a real privilege to be called up to to your country anyway. But this is the inaugural Arnold Clark Cup. Very excited about it. Canada, England, Germany and Spain. And of course, you kick off the tournament against England up at the Riverside on the 17th of February. Do you feel that Canada are coming into this as favourites, as as Olympic gold medalists? You know, I think that's interesting. I, I haven't really thought about it in that sense. Um, you know, it, it feels like the Olympics were some time ago now. So I think, you know, we've got four incredible teams coming into this tournament and so happy to be a part of it because I think, you know, we've got teams pre- prepping for the Euros who are going to be, you know, looking to get results and then we're bouncing off an incredible summer and, and we need to be able to bounce back and get results consistently against top teams. So I'm really looking forward to it. And personally, I love playing England. Yeah, well, Beth Priestman, <laughs> yeah. obviously, uh, former assistant to um, Phil Neville for, for England and doing a fantastic job uh, for Canada. What's it like playing under her? Oh, I, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I think, you know, right from the beginning, she stepped into the role and it was very personable. And, and you know, on top of being personal, she's extremely knowledgeable about the game. She's, she's smart. She's been in different environments. And I think she's taken that England experience and, and taken what she's learned and, and brought it to us at Canada and, and brought her own flair. I think that's what's really cool about it. And she's really fit into the, the family culture that we have with the Canadian team. And, you know, we always credit ourselves on having that connection on and off the pitch. And I think she's slotted right in and really helped us use our strengths and, and work on some of our weaknesses. Do you feel that, I mean, this is a feels like a really competitive tournament you know there's obviously been criticism before with like the she believes uh, cup which england were previously involved in over in in the u.s this feels like it's going to be really quite quite tough going absolutely i think you know looking back at my career with canada thus far i would say this is probably the most competitive tournament um i've been in in terms of having four top teams and and four exciting teams as well i think you know it's it's going to be Every game is going to be an absolute battle. And, you know, we've got the Spanish who play some some beautiful football. We've got, you know, England players that I play week in and week out. And then German players who notoriously are, you know, unbelievable athletes. So I think it's going to be, you know, three top games. I've asked you for your predictions across this show. But I've <laughs> literally thrown you under the bus every single time for it. Uh, what is your prediction for the Arnold Clark Cup? The inaugural, are you going to be winning it? Oh, you know, I gotta, I gotta go with some like humble pride and and say yes, go Canada, go. <laughs> right. Well, I wish you the best of luck, but not too much luck. Go England. Uh, right. Thank you so much, Alina. It's been a pleasure having you in the studio. I hope you come back in again. Thank you. Thank you so much for having Good me. Good luck Faye. for the weekend as well, Cheers. and of course for your Champions League ambitions too. Thank you very much to Shalina Zadorsky, Lotta Wuber, Moy, Bradley Hayden, producer Flo, and of course all of you as ever for listening. Don't forget, if you do miss any of the show, you can download the Women's Football Weekly podcast via the TalkSport app. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special moms in your life. In what better way than with Osea's limited edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets, perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their Golden Glow Body Set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for silky, smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow and Go Facial Set has everything she needs to achieve spa-level results at home. They're so beautiful, you can skip the wrapping. For a limited time, you can save up to $48 on Osea's sets, plus get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. Pamper the moms in your life and get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code mom.